Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to episode 200 of the Geek Tower Radio podcast. We've made it to 200 episodes. That's insane. But uh, to celebrate 200 episodes, I have with me not one, but two co-hosts. Firstly, I have Matt. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks. And I also have Bex. Hello, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks. So we'll start off as we always start off. Uh, How has your week been, Matt? All right, yeah. Um, I did a course last week, so I haven't got it this week so i've got more time which means to uh, ha- have more time to enjoy certain things on my list so black summer brand new uh, zombie series which they originally said was a prequel to z nation but i've seen three episodes and there's been absolutely no connection to the series <laughs> um but yes. if it if it's not a prequel that's fine z nation pretty much wrapped up but it's almost like fear the walking dead but with a higher budget because it's basically the the like minute one of the the zombie apocalypse which was uh, what fear the walking dead was was supposed to do before it skipped over it um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this uh, doesn't skip over stuff and it actually shows you you know the initial panic and people not knowing what to do about zombies it hasn't got that cliche thing of like someone's husband dies and they go oh are you okay why have you got blood coming from your mouth, your mouth and stuff like that yeah it's more of a case of like they seem to straight away realize okay my husband has turned into something and i need to run right. which is a lot lot better than seeing five different characters do the same oh are you okay yeah so yeah. Uh, so they get past that problem Im- immediately. I mean, it still comes to like a shock to the person that uh, finds the, the turned partner well, or whatever. Yes, um, it would yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, 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 difference, the difference with this one is they turn within seconds of dying and they immediately get up and start running. So they're much more of a threat than uh, as much as we like the walking dead and we like the zombies. They do tend to, you know, get up and well, walk slowly, hence the walkers. Mm. Uh, but these guys know they die. They get up almost straight away and they just start running and that's it so um, that adds so much more tension and everything plus it seems to me that with like the camera work and stuff they've they've just got more higher budget and yeah I think it's brilliant so far I'm really really thoroughly enjoying it and the episodes are pretty short they run between about 40 minutes 30 minutes and then the last two are 20 minutes so um, it won't last too long but yeah if you're a fan of The Walking Dead or Zombies or if you dropped out of The Walking Dead for one of the many reasons you might have done that then yeah I'd highly recommend uh, Black Summer and that's on Netflix I will I will go and check that out because I wasn't sure. I know there's been some, because it is based on Z Nation because the title card does have based on Z Nation come up on it. So it is based on Z Nation, but there doesn't seem to be any connection. No, you can completely watch this without 
anything really. Yeah. So, so cool. um, yeah, and with me still very far from zombie fatigued, I seem to be one of the few people that still like that. I'm welcoming it. So cool. it's been really good. Uh, Shadow Hunters, it's been on my Netflix list for a year at least, if not longer. Mm. Um, and I finished watching some other stuff like Russian Doll, which I, I finished at the weekend. Uh, and then I finally thought, you know what? I've seen because uh, she's playing me a smoke now. I think it's Catherine something. Uh, and she's she's playing me a smoking arrow at the moment. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a mix between like, do you remember the Tomorrow People on the CW? Oh, yeah. That aired, aired a few years ago. It's a bit like that meets Arrow very much with the same because uh, this is actually on Freeform. Uh, it's not on the CW, but it's that got that kind of mold to it where it's yeah. got the teen, the teen drama that some people don't like and that sort of thing. But I still don't mind that sort of stuff. But it's very much the woman finding out what she that she's a shadow hunter in the first couple of episodes. So I've only seen the pilot, but it's good to kind of get the pilot out of the way sometimes because pilots can be a bit off and a bit different. But I was quite impressed with the pilot episode. So I'm, I'm interested to go forward. Um, yeah. And they did they did cancel the show, but I've heard that the final episode has got like a two hour wrap up. Yes, so apparently so. I don't think it's like cancelled dead sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but they've recently come back for second half of season three. Uh, but I'm very, very interested to go and go and see more of that. Uh, the PlayStation Classic, I brought one for quite cheap because I was able to trade in Zelda because I was basically finished with it. And then it was uh, quite cheap to go and buy. Um, and uh, yeah, grow- being born in the 90s, I didn't have as much chance to play things like Metal Gear Solid and Jumping Flash and Resident Evil and some of those other games like Siphon Filter. Uh, some of those are on there. Um, I recently played through all of the Metal Gear Solid game on the PlayStation Classic. Considering it's a game from 19, I think it's a 1998 game. Yeah. Um, considering it's from that era, apart from the controls being a little bit janky and a little bit off, obviously, because it's a bit more sort of stuck in yeah, that kind, kind of way. Yeah. Um, the, the story still holds up really well and is still quite fascinating. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a Kojima game and he likes to write very weird, mysterious stories. Uh, if you've seen any of the Death Stranding trailers, you'll know what I'm talking about. And uh, of course, he left Konami under bad circumstances, more on the Konami side. Yes. Uh, and now he's working with Sony on Death Stranding and with Norman Reedus. But uh, yeah, there's there's still four Metal Gear Solid games I haven't played and I'm really, really interested to go and play the rest of them. And you do have to get used to the old sort of um, pixelated PS1 graphics, but once you <laughs> once you get used to the controls and the, and the graphics, I was just yeah. Full, full on in with the game oh, and uh, really enjoyed that and the last thing is Bounty Hunters uh, I'm not sure if it's got a sixth episode but I watched the first five of season two back to back a few days ago and it's yeah good old Jack Whitehall doing his buddy comedy sort of thing where he's yes. not the action one of, of the pair uh, and he's sort of trying to like get his way through certain situations and it's got a lot of great comedy in it Yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed that I don't know if there is six episodes I'm, so uh, I'm, not sure. I, I'm not sure I'm not but, sure but the, the fifth, end, fifth episode ends like it's a season finale so okay. i'm not sure but uh yeah really enjoyed that good old jack whitehall so cool um that's probably not too and what about you bex well it's been like a fairly busy week actually mm. uh it's kind of whizzed past uh, i obviously was if you've seen any of my social media was, was on a movie set i so saw that, was that quite yes exciting dressed as um generic non-copyright infringing space princess <laughs> um so i was a background character in a comic-con segment for 
saw Ashton's new film, The Polybius Heist, yes. uh, which looks incredibly funny based on the bits I saw and was great fun to, to be involved in that for a day and uh, run around dressed as a, uh, a space princess. Yes. <laughs> um, looking even sillier than I normally do. And ironically, one of the only times you'll see me in any kind of Comic-Con setting in any kind of cosplay. Um, That's true. Yes. So that was quite ironic, I thought. Um, but yeah, well, that was absolutely brilliant fun um obviously we had egx res as well yes which is a absolute gold mine for playing indie games uh got a few interviews done there got to meet some incredible people died very quickly playing a game called ember okay which is uh the boring dystopia if you imagined uber but for firefighters <laughs> okay uh, right. but with very funny cartoon graphics and you uh, go in and you have to save valued customers from being on fire and they award you stars and money and points depending on how well you do I accidentally managed to set fire to myself spray water onto some electrical points and fall off a mezzanine level so <laughs> um, I like I, the I, fact I, that you're as clumsy in the game as you are in real life <laughs> yeah yeah dyspraxia translates to computer games apparently yes. um, so that was but that was brilliant fun even if you completely fail it's still incredibly good fun very very silly game i um got to play a game that's based on the blue planet oh, uh, right, yeah. where guys have um, been given all of the scientific data all of the footage all of everything and access to the scientists from blue planet in order to make a computer game is this sort of underwater this yeah you're yeah, swimming around I've played it a little bit. yeah and and exploring and it's so peaceful and the, the amount of effort put into everything and the soundscaping as well just talking to them about how they put together all the sounds so it would sound completely like if you were actually underwater and mm. give this really really immersive feeling which was lovely and also finally got to chat to the creator of the collage atlas oh yeah I don't know if you spotted that up in the uh, the uh, tentacle zone as it is called of the indie rooms which is a completely hand-drawn narrative explorative yeah, that's game beautiful that game it's he it's like black and white and all hand drawn yeah. on each tree. It's crazy, crazy. It's so, really yeah. lovely though. Really, really Beautiful. lovely. Every single angle is hand drawn, paper and pen, mm. and scanned in to make that game. So it's crazy. That that was pretty amazing to to talk to him. Um, TV wise, I've been watching a show called Osmosis on Netflix. I don't know if you've if you've spotted that one. I haven't. No. It's a French science fiction uh, in a near future Paris. Um, two siblings have designed an implant that's designed to pair you up with your soulmate okay um which has unex unexpected consequences and affects people's lives and there's also some other plot lines going on as well i don't want to give too much away it's uh, eight episodes in the first series really well acted really fascinating and i i love the, the tone and the world they've built because it's just that little bit into the future yeah where they, it allows them that freedom but it's still grounded enough that you can relate to everything that's going on the characters still feel like people that are not too too separate from our own experiences really really interesting uh and i started watching the second season of the oa oh yes i haven't quite so, finished the first one yet but yes <laughs> yeah at the end of the first series i found incredibly unsatisfying i thought what the earth's going on this is da, 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 da. and i think basically all they needed to do at the end of the first series was put 10 seconds of what was going to happen in the ser in series two because I, right. I nearly stopped watching and a lot of people said the same thing oh that's what they do da, da, da. and then the second series Series, you just sort of like oh okay that's right now this makes sense okay now i'm hooked straight back in now this is incredibly fascinating all over again and right it's difficult to explain the 
away without spoiling it because yeah. it's such an unusual plot, uh, but it is definitely one that is worth checking out if you like things that are sort of science fiction-y but not, but quite mysterious. It's the only way I can describe it. Right, yeah. It's interesting and definitely in the second series they are building on the very intriguing and the more sort of sci-fi aspects that were in the first one. So, yeah, oh, this is such a vague, a vague <laughs> set of statements. I'm very sorry, listeners. Uh, it's very, very difficult to discuss the OA without giving it away, but it yes. is one of those yeah. strange, slow burn, fascinating worlds. And um, yeah, now season two, I'm, I'm straight back into to desperately wanting to know what on earth is going on. Cool. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And uh, looking forward to the future, uh, we're nearly at Play Expo. Ah, yes. You've got lots is- of things on down there in London, in Yeldy London Town at the moment. Play Expo's in Manchester. <laughs> oh, that one's Manchester, is it? Okay. So, okay. yes and no. Um, <laughs> Lots of uh, convention things around then. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw The Dark Room again, the incredible comedy yeah, stand-up interactive game geeky thing that is The Dark Room. Yeah, he's doing uh, Insomnia 64, which I'm not actually going to, but he's in Birmingham next weekend. And he's he's there as well, I noticed. There's a big like splash screen when you go onto the Insomnia website. Yeah, so. I think they might be doing a show at Play Exeter as well. And it's fascinating because I've been to two shows now and I've seen another one on uh, which they put up themselves on on YouTube and they're all completely different because there is such a high level of audience participation yeah. and he plays and tailors it to the people who are involved that every show is so different it's one of those things you can keep going back to and it just gets funnier because you just become more involved in the in jokes and yelling along with the uh, with the lines and things but then so much of the show is ablibbed it's incredible how quick witted he is yeah now I, I will get to see it at some point it sounds like a really good fun thing to go and watch and I know you raved about it repeatedly so uh, it will be something that I will try and catch at some point so for me in terms of t- TV, I've been kind of avoiding starting anything new because I'm on an epic run through Game of Thrones at the moment, uh, which of course returned last night. Any, did anybody see it yet? Has anybody watched it yet? No, I'm going to watch it later. I've still only seen one episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh dear. Much to the shock of the entire geek community. Yes. Um, I've basically been working my way through from season one. I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to get to it before the new uh-huh. season came back. Uh, so I'm about halfway through season five and I'll continue that I might actually make it by the second episode. I might actually be up to date. Uh, but I, I did actually stay up last night and watch the first episode back. We're not going to talk about it here because I don't want to spoil it for everybody because people will still be w- going to watch it. Uh, but if you want to know more about Game of Thrones, you can go and listen to Reviewing Westeros over on Entertainment Talk, which me and Matt will be doing on Wednesday. So that will be out mm-hmm. later this week. But uh, Reviewing Westeros, go and look for that. But yes, halfway through season five at the moment, it's uh, uh, season five five's not a great season as uh, yeah. because they've been they've been sending that list around of these are the key episodes you need to watch and uh, i think hard home is the only episode out of season five they actually put <laughs> on that list so because all the other all the other seasons have like watch these three episodes watch these four episodes and then that one's like yeah you only need to see episode eight out of this season it's like uh-huh yeah they also knew it wasn't a great season either so um yeah i mean it's it's good though i mean even a bad episode of game of thrones is better than some other shows so uh right. you know 
Yeah. But I am enjoying watching through it. That's really good. The other thing I saw was Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man animated film. It's not actually out on DVD yet, but it's it's available on the Sky Store if you uh, want to go and um, buy it off there or rent it off there. It is available. Absolutely brilliant. Really, really solid, interesting, different Marvel movie. You can tell that Lord and Miller were involved with it. It's It's got elements of that sort of cloudy with a chance of meatballs wackiness lego movie kind of strangeness to it i love their stuff it's really odd and off the wall the animation style is beautiful it's really interesting and different one of the most interesting marvel movies i've seen in a very long time so uh yeah i wish they'd let them loose a bit more on some of the live action stuff although i don't know how much how well it would translate into live action now and i'm glad we have it as animated and i think that's at least we have it in one format and it's a it's a great i saw it in um imax 3d they ran in leicester square they ran a day where all the films were three quid wow yeah um so i got to see it rather late to the party but still got to see it in the imax 3d which was pretty good it was quite good in the 3d because all that action yeah was, it was. was so well choreographed and fast paced and that was a good laugh i did very much enjoy it i was amazed how many different characters and easter eggs and things they managed to throw into that yeah i was really impressed with it thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that of course that being marvel disney disney have uh, got star wars celebration going at the moment and there's a few little things that dropped out of star wars celebration <laughs> uh the one being a tiny little trailer for a movie called uh, star wars which has a name now which is the rise of skywalker and uh I'm guessing you've both seen the trailer. Yeah. Thoughts, Yeah, Bex? only about 50 times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's such a small sneak peek that it's really hard to... I mean, it's called a teaser trailer for a reason. Yeah. Um, and it is just a bit of a bit of a tease to say sort of like, and there's going to be some awesome action and some mysterious things. And now go away and discuss how interesting and confusing the title of this movie is until we give you any more information. Yes. Because they've, they've always named it in the thing that will make the most amount of internet chatter humanly possible. Yes, yeah. Which is definitely done with this, given that we don't know what Skywalker refers to, which Skywalker it refers to, who it refers to, given that all the Skywalkers are basically, I mean, you know, Leia's still around, but it's obviously not her. Luke's dead. We don't know whether it could refer to Kylo, it could refer to Rey. It certainly implies in the trailer that it's referring to Ray, but that is usually a misdirect when that sort of thing happens. So we'll... it could be all of them. It could just turn out they're all Skywalkers and they're all going to make a massive army together and take over the universe. Well, one suggestion I have seen is that with the Jedi gone, the new name for Jedi will be Skywalkers. Was was one suggestion I seen was they'll be referred to as Skywalkers and maybe that's what it means. So, I, which I thought was an interesting idea, but uh, yeah, I I mean, yes, like you say, it, it designed to get internet chatting. I guess you've seen this as well, Matt. Yeah, um, even though I did like Last Jedi and stuff, uh, I think me and you both did, David, when we did yeah. the review two years ago. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yes, eight. Yeah, whatever yes. that was. Two years ago. Um, I did like the Force Awakens more, and this looks more in 
in the lane of uh, The Force Awakens. Yes. So I quite like it for, for that reason. I mean, in terms of tiles and stuff, some people read quite a lot into it and, th- and that's fun, that, that's fine. But we're just going to have to wait and see what that means. I yeah. mean, in the trailer for Last Jedi, you had Luke saying like the Jedi needs to end and like, what, what the hell did that mean? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know in terms of that, but, you know, the theory that you said about Jedi's being called like Skywalkers or something, that's like an interesting idea, I suppose. I mean, this is only like the first bit of footage we've we've seen and that, but uh, it did look great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah. But I mean, the really big like shock on that one was the evil laugh at the end, which mm-hmm. for those of you that, that hadn't figured this out, although if you've been looking at the internet, you will know that laugh is Palpatine almost definitely to the extent of Ian McDermott came out at the end of the trailer. They actually walked him out on stage and he did his Palpatine voice and went rolling again and they played it. <laughs> so again, <laughs> it was lovely. So uh, yeah, it's pretty much confirmed as being Palpatine, uh, the Emperor. So we get to see how the Emperor returns by the looks of things, which is interesting because if he's been the puppet master pulling the strings throughout the other movies, was it him that got Kylo to kill his previous boss? Um, So I'm really intrigued to see how they bring him back. And uh, it's quite nice to have that sort of circular thing going on with the Emperor back in again. Very much looking forward to that. December can't come fast enough. The other thing that was announced, there was a couple more things actually, but we'll come on to another one in the news. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order which is the uh, new video game. There was a trailer went up for this as well, which this was is a game that kind of slipped out. Was it? I can't remember. It was last year sometime. They went, oh yeah, we're making another Star Wars game. And that was it. That was basically all they said. Uh, yeah. There's a few little bits that have come out about it since. Uh, we know it's coming from Respawn Entertainment, who are the people that make the Titanfall series. They have confirmed it is what was rumoured to be, which is a single player story, non-multiplayer function, no microtransactions, which must be killing the board at EA uh, <laughs> like I could just see them all twitching at the thought of that has um, Gotham's Joker Cameron Monaghan is is the lead in it he plays a Padawan named Cal Kestis who is escaped the Order 66 and is finding himself in mortal danger immediately after the events of Revenge of the Sith there's a focus on melee combat lightsaber and force powers the main character is driven to complete his Jedi training despite being in pursuit by second sister who is a fallen Jedi a member of the Inquisitors who are now hunting the Jedi second sister has appeared in some of the comic books she was a creation by Lucas Story Group and Purge Troopers as well which interestingly were created by Respawn and Respawn basically went to the Lucas Group Story Group and said we've come up with this idea these are like Stormtrooper variants that are built to kill Jedi they're apparently the last clones of Jango Fett brought online after Order 66 they were created by Respawn and Respawn went we came up with this idea and Lucas Group said that's great we'll stick them in the comics as well so the Purge Troopers have actually been in the comic books which are all canon so uh, that's good and they've said Cal will have a droid called BD-1 by his side and a companion named Siri and they've also teached that familiar faces will tie into the game as well so there may be a few people people that we know popping up so yeah interesting i'm very excited for this uh, and i'm trying to temper that excitement because it's an ea game <laughs> and i don't it's trust funny them. how the fact that this is connected to ea and they've said there's going to be no microtransactions is kind of the thing that's dominating all talk about yeah, this game i know it's crazy isn't it um and the fact that it's a single player story i mean as i say i i am kind of 
tempering things slightly because my fear is that they've rushed it because it's coming out in November and mm-hmm. I, I think that's the biggest fear when it comes to an EA game is they will have rushed it out and it won't be finished and there'll be issues with it. I hope they've got enough sense not to rush it out and they are confident that it's it's ready to go but we'll have to wait and see. It will depend on how good the story is and if that was their intention from the get-go to make just a single player campaign story mode yeah i mean i i think that was probably their intention and it sounds like the lucas story group have been involved with it so technically this will be canon as well because a lot of the video games aren't seen as canon but this should be if they're involved which is interesting so uh we'll have to wait and see but it comes out in november that Mm -hmm. will be one to look out for yeah i mean it it looks good at the moment like they've said you know single player no multiplayer no microtransactions which was which is the big thing obviously because that was the biggest mistake stake in, in Battlefront 2. Yes. But like me as well as you know everybody that's looked at this game is sort of looking for like okay where is EA gonna like pull the rug from us yes. uh, fr- from under us where, where are they gonna like are they gonna come up with some sort of deluxe editions that people probably yes. get or like some sort of uh, you know weak early access sort of thing that like they sort of tend to do I mean Anthem just came out as well and that didn't go down Ooh, too well no. so yeah I I'm, yeah <laughs> I don't know what to think but um I mean, if the story's good and you can just sort of play through that with no nonsense and that will be good, it will depend what else they slyly sort of put in the game. So Yeah, I mean, I have no problem if they released basic editions, deluxe editions. I, mm-hmm. I don't have too much of a problem with that if they want to do that. That's fine. As long as they're not going to start adding stupid extras to it and uh, charging for every little thing. And as long as they haven't rushed it. That's my biggest concern is that they'll rush mm-hmm. it out too early because they're trying to hit a deadline. But we will yeah. we will wait and see. Come November, it's going to be Star Wars all over the place. So uh, that's going to be good. Yeah. So that's all the stuff we've been doing. Let's move on to some TV and film news. TV and film news this week will kick off with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. Channel 4 have renewed Derry Girls for a third season, which uh, I'm guessing is a show that none of us have watched, but uh, no. I know there will be somebody <laughs> very happy about that. Uh, NCIS has been renewed for a 17th season, which is insane. But, My uh, goodness. <laughs> wow, something beat Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, <laughs> yes, there's, there's about two shows, two or three shows that are slightly more than Supernatural. You've got Amazon Prime have renewed Hannah for a second season, which is that show about the... Uh, Teen Assassin which is running on Amazon Prime I haven't actually started the first season yet because the Game of Thrones thing has got in the way but uh, I will go and look Mm. at that at some point Barry renewed for a third season which I know has got a lot of fans out there that's uh, a comedy that's really good Uh, Future Man has been renewed for a third and final season Evan Goldberg and uh, Seth Rogen haven't had a good week actually this week because that's (laughs) one of their shows that's renewed for a third and final season and they've also announced that Preacher is coming to an end with season four as well which is also their show so so uh, they've lost two shows this week, which uh, is a bit of a shame. Future Man's great fun. It, it doesn't quite get as much notoriety as it should do because it is good fun. Uh, Preacher, I struggled a bit with the last season, so um, I'm I'm not overly sorry that it's coming to an end, but it's it's still a good, entertaining show. 
So yes, that's renewals and cancellations. On to bigger news. Disney had a big, big announcement this week of their launch date for Disney Plus, which is going to be November in the US. They've said that the other regions, uh, it is coming to other regions around the world. They're saying this planning on having most regions covered within two years, which is good news. We don't know how quickly that's going to be, but uh, good news that they are unlike the DC universe, which is basically, we don't know what we're doing outside the US. Uh, Disney Plus have said they're going to launch outside the US within two years. So we'll we'll have to wait for it. But um, they've also announced what shows are coming. So at launch, you get High School Musical colon The Musical colon The Series, which is an awful title. (laughs) Um, But uh, yes, if you're a High School Musical fan, then great. You've got a High School Musical series coming. The show which is about to become the most pirated show in the world, The Mandalorian. That is arriving on launch as well. So that'll be around in November. They actually showed some footage of this on a panel at uh, Celebration this weekend. Oh, is that up online? Officially, no. But if you go to look <laughs> for it... If I accidentally search for that, I might accidentally yeah, if you, accidental footage. Yes. They, they put, annoyingly, they put the whole panel up and then cut away when they put the footage in. But of course, people were taping it on their feds. So uh, yeah, if, if you go and search around online, it is in places. It is around if you want to go and look. Stars, Game of Thrones and Narco star Pedro Pascal. The other people involved are Giancarlo Esposito, who you'll know from things like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Carl Weathers, Nick Nolte, Werner Herzog, Enemy Swallow, Omid Abtali and uh, Gina Carano are, are the people that are in it. I haven't actually had a chance to watch through the whole panel. <laughs> Apparently, they were saying on one, one bit of the panel, they were short of some stormtroopers or they realised they needed a bunch of stormtroopers. So they rang up the 501st, which is the cosplayers, and said, we need some stormtroopers this afternoon. Can you help us out? And they went, <laughs> sure. Didn't tell them what it was for. They just kind of, anytime Disney calls them and says, we could use some stormtroopers, because it's usually for events, you know, if they're doing premieres and stuff, they'll ring them up and say, can you come and like stand outside the Chinese theatre in Hollywood or whatever, you know, for, for this premiere. So they rang them up, didn't tell them what it was. And these guys turned up on set and suddenly found that they were in the Mandalorian TV series. <laughs> so, that is uh, awesome. So that's really, really cool. They were sort of saying how utterly brilliant they were and how they basically needed absolutely no direction. Because if you've ever been to a, a Comic-Con, I mean, me and Bex have met these guys a million times because they're always at Comic-Cons. They were saying it was great. They didn't need any direction. They were basically just there and being stormtroopers. And some of their costumes are better than the stuff that we were making. So, you know... (laughs) <laughs> thought that was good uh so yes they, that, that's kind of i mean they're, they're sort of in the background and they've they've used the stormtroopers from that so i think that looks like it's going to be fabulous as i say there is some footage around online how long it'll be up for i don't know but there is floating around online if you want to go and look for it other shows they've got coming forky asks a question which features the toy story 4 character forky asking important questions about how the world works i'm guessing that's a kid show spark shorts was a series of uh pixar 
shorts designed to cover new storytellers and exploring new storytelling techniques from across the studio. So that's like a Pixar short series. Marvel's Hero Project, which sees Marvel celebrate real-life young heroes who've dedicated their lives to selfless acts of bravery and kindness. And uh, this, I think, sounds brilliant. It's the world according to Jeff Goldblum, which sees Jeff pull the threads on deceptively familiar subjects such as sneakers and ice cream and unravel the wonderful world of astonishing connections, fascinating science and history. I want to see that show. Like, Yeah, I, that's got to be worth the cover price. Yeah. Just to subscribe, just to see that. That looks awesome. I, I think Jeff Goldblum doing anything like that. I mean, I could watch Jeff Goldblum for hours, but that just sounds perfect. So that's all the stuff coming at launch. There is there is a few more like documentary series. There's a, pretty much every year because they've listed at launch year one and year two. There's a load of kind of reality docs and uh, things behind the scenes, both at Disney Studios and stuff behind the scenes of sort of Star Wars and you know all that sort of thing. So that they're, they're kind of leaning into that quite heavily as a thing to sort of pad out the amount of content. But so there's a bunch of documentaries and stuff coming. Year one, you've got the first of the Marvel series, so that's going to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. There's a live action series called Diary of a Female President, which is follows a Cuban American 12 year old girl as she navigates the ups and downs of middle school on her journey to become the future president of the US. Lamp Life, which stars Toy Story's Bo Peep, who apparently is going to be featuring very heavily in Toy Story 4. Monsters at Work, which is a TV continuation of the Monsters Inc. franchise with Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is a brand new season of The Clone Wars. They are going to have the other seasons of The Clone Wars on there as well. Marvel's What If, which is an animated kind of Elseworlds alternate reality thing. So looks at pivotal moments from the MCU, but turns them on his head. So it's like um, female Iron Man and, uh, you know, what if Rocket was a rabbit or something? I don't know. It's that sort of stuff. (laughs) If what if Rocket was a rabbit, I'd watch that. (laughs) Yeah. If if Disney are paying attention to this, I I think that's a brilliant idea for an additional one. There you go. That's going to be an animated series of what if things. So uh, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, And there's a bunch of more reality docs and animated things coming as well. Year two, which is the year that Bex will be very much interested in because it is Loki starring Tom Hiddleston, her boyfriend. Future husband. No, um, (laughs) I think a Loki series would be absolutely amazing and not just because I'm slightly obsessed with the character, but I think that it's a great format to allow a lot more of the trickster side of his nature and to to be a bit more loose and fast with putting together those kind of comedic moments that Tom Hiddleston does so well. So I'm really looking forward to that for multiple reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So Loki series, WandaVision, which is Wanda Maximoff and The Vision, Elizabeth Holton and Paul Bettany. There's a a series coming with those two. The Caster Andor series, which is the Star Wars series starring Diego Luna, who reprises his role from Rogue One, and Adam Tudyk as K2SO, which is always great to see Adam Tudyk, uh, even if you can't actually see him when he's doing mocap as a robot. I rather like the look of that. That looks like it's going to be good fun. And again, a bunch more reality and documentary series of sort of behind the scenes at the studio and behind the Disney parks as well. There's there's uh, one they're doing about the Animal Kingdom Disney Park and sort of following the vets around and stuff, which sounds like it could be quite good if you like those sort of documentary things. A few things that have come out but aren't mentioned in the announcement. There was a Hawkeye series as well. They're rumoured to be doing that, which apparently sees Clint Barton train and hand over the Hawkeye mantle to Kate Bishop, who for those that don't follow the Marvel comics is Bishop's the person that takes over the Hawkeye mantle in the comic books. I believe Hawkeye is actually dead at that point 
got better as he does the Yoey comic books. And uh, she's also a team member of the Young Avengers team. So it does make me wonder if they're going to be bringing a kind of Young Avengers movie in phase four is the next one. I, th- I think so. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they're going down a Young Avengers route, but it looks like that's what they're planning anyway. Don't know when that's coming because they haven't mentioned a, a release date for that yet. But uh, there is also a female-led High Fidelity series starring Zoe Kravitz based on the uh, books by Nick Hornby. And a Love, Simon series apparently was also announced, which is based on the Greg Berlanti 2018 romantic teen comedy about a gay 17-year-old who hasn't come out yet and doesn't know the identity of the anonymous classmate he's fallen in love with online. I didn't actually see the film, but apparently a TV series coming based around that because Greg Berlanti needs another TV series. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with that because I felt the film kind of told the story of that. It depends if it like, is it going to take place after it or something or? I don't know. I would guess it would kind of kind of have to or if it's going to be some kind of remake. I don't know. The film was kind of good. I'm just curious to see what they would do with that exactly and how you would make it into a series. So, yeah. yeah. We'll have to wait and see for that. But yeah, lots and lots of good stuff coming out on uh, Disney+. Plus. As I say, it's a shame that they can't launch it all at once. You're looking at some very expensive names involved with some of these series, so I think they had to spread out those big launches to avoid everything peaking at the start and people slowly moving away from it when all the big names were gone. So I think for yeah. budgeting purposes as well, you've yeah. got to kind of spread those things out. Obviously, I think they're releasing things in the wrong order and the Loki series should have been first, but I'm sure <laughs> there's a very good reason why they're doing it the way around they are and it yeah. probably ties into the rest of, well, especially with the Marvel stuff, the rest of the MCU. Yeah, no, I mean, it's spreading them out over the years, I think certainly makes sense. It would have been nice if they could have done a worldwide launch, but I think part of the issue with that is the fact that there are, are rights issues in various different territories. For example, Disney have a deal with Sky at the moment for a lot of the movies and a lot of the Star Wars stuff. And obviously they're going to need those rights back to be able to put them onto the Disney Plus platform. They're going to need to sort those rights out. One interesting thing... I mean, if they wanted to stop people pirating some of the new stuff, we do have Disney Life over here, which is a Disney streaming platform already. I mean, I see if I was them, when things like The Mandalorian launches, rather than have people pirate it, I'd stick it on Disney Life and do it that way until you've got the full Disney Plus thing launched and then maybe transition Disney Life across into Disney Plus when they launch that. Yeah, then people at least have an option. Yeah, because so. if you it might depend people- how the budgets and the departments work, maybe those parts maybe that, aren't yeah. connected in the business in the way that we might assume they were. Quite possibly, but mm-hmm. I mean that would seem sensible to me if they can do that. But we'll have to wait and see. Certainly, they haven't announced when that they're launching in the other regions. I think they've just got to sort out the rights for all the back catalogue stuff in like the you know UK and France mm-hmm. and wherever else. Yeah, they're gonna launch I mean it. we've already got quite a lot of things on Netflix. I've noticed uh, mysteriously disappearing that. Are- <laughs> A, a yeah. Disney, so I think they are starting yeah. to clean house and, and get things back where they need them to be. So hopefully, it won't be quite as long as we think before they can start doing it, at least over here. Yeah, I would hope that we're one of the first places that they launch in outside the US. But again, it will depend on what the rights issues are. We'll have to wait and see. Moving off Disney and onto AMC, they've announced a new Walking Dead spin off, which apparently is going to be centered on two young female protagonists. AMC have commissioned a 10 episode 
episode spin-off series of the Walking Dead franchise, so this will be the second one they've done. It will show audiences an unseen corner of the Walking Dead universe steeped in new mythology. The series will focus on two young female protagonists as the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse as we know it. Some will be heroes, some will be villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever, grown up and cemented in their identities, both good and bad. So it's basically AMC's Walking Dead does teen drama, I think. Which yeah, is which sounds like the horror, the horrible sort of part of my brain says, oh my goodness, they're going to be taking selfies with zombies. Uh, the other part <laughs> of my brain says, no, it's the Walking Dead, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it is sounding a bit like the Walking Dead via CW, but I suspect it's going to be less pretty people than that. I mean, I'm sure it would be some pretty I mean, people. They could but... go the other way. It could just be an utterly brutal post-apocalyptic look at what it would actually be like to grow up in that kind of horrific circumstance and how different life would be. That would be difficult to watch. It would be quite fascinating. I'm do hoping it's not yeah, selfies of zombies. Yes, it's interesting anyway. Uh, it's from Matt Negrete, who is a writer-producer on The Walking Dead and has been for a very long time, and uh, Scott Gimble, of course. The, the Gimbal, who is the chief content officer of The Walking Dead and is the person behind all the spin-offs and the Rick movies and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Do you want another Walking Dead spin-off, Matt? Apart from the ideas that we talked about, which is like the Negan backstory thing that ties yeah. into the comics and that sort of stuff, I'm guessing those these two new characters will just be two completely new characters. I don't imagine you're going to take like Judith away from the main series or something. Um, no. But the thing is, when you look at like the Arrowverse and stuff, they've more focused on building a universe. This was more the case of okay what other shows can we just simply make because even though there was you know a small crossover with fear and the walking dead it wasn't in the way of like oh we have a new threat let's do the arrowverse crossover every year and you have people like you know felicity popping up in flash and stuff this isn't the same thing as that this is just like them trying to find new ideas of how to continue to use the ip and stuff um Mm. it sounds like next year we will have 42 episodes of the walking dead it depends if fear sticks to 16 episodes and then we'll have the rick film and you know this series and stuff so that's quite a lot of walking dead in in one year yeah i think where they'll probably put this because this is only 10 episodes so it probably won't have a mid-season finale it'll probably just run straight through yeah. i think they'll probably air the second half of walking dead the first half of fear and then in between the break of the first and second half of fear they'll probably put this in there i would think um, so yeah yeah and then just keep rolling with the with the sundays and stuff but do I, you I'm think just, there's that much of an appetite to have that much walking dead content is there that much more world for them? Because they say, I mean, they're saying steeped in a new mythology. That's the bit that kind of piqued my interest because I'm wondering yeah, what exactly they're going to be bringing and how different it's going to be and where yeah. it's going to be set because I'm assuming that if they're using two completely new characters geographically, they can move it quite significantly as well. Yeah, it's difficult to tell. I mean, and it, it sounds a little bit like it may be set further in the future, which, I mean, it just talks about the first generation to come of age. So given yeah. that Judith is really kind of the first generation, she's only a little kid at the moment, this surely has to be set like another at least 10 years further forward. So That's a good point. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting because if they are moving it further forward and they do have some crossovers, I mean, you could kind of, you know, age up Carol a bit, age up Daryl a bit maybe and, <laughs> and have them as being kind of a wise old person giving them advice or something. Maybe you do it that way. But I don't think that you can use any of the Walking Dead characters because we've got too few left, which is kind of strange. It, also, it also means um, you can't kill them if you did that yeah, as well. That's, yeah. That is if the it, problem. If it was future Judith, you couldn't kill Judith off. Yeah. But it, it depends when exactly this takes place and who these people 
people are. But if it's just going to be another, here's a new Walking Dead thing and it's these two young females slightly ahead in the future and then they're surviving. It depends how all that kind of works out. The, only, the other thing you got to think about is budget because can they keep affording to pay for essentially three series and then films where you have to pay Andrew Lincoln and then all that stuff. So I, I, I think AMC have got this figured out that The Walking Dead appears to be a license to print money for them. I mean, we've said this before, although they have lost an awful lot of viewers on the main Walking Dead series, it is still the number one cable show and it is still and their, number one, show, yeah. and their number one show and their second highest show is Fear the Walking Dead. So, you know, it's worth a lot of money to them. So they're going to churn out as much as they can, I think. And like I say, we've got the Rick movies coming and stuff. So uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think we'll have to see. And moving on, the last story we have this week is uh, Titans have cast a Game of Thrones actor, Ian Glenn, as Bruce Wayne. Uh, so we are going to get to see, notice they said Bruce Wayne and not Batman in the uh, press release, but we don't know. We may see both, but uh, they've been pushing the fact that it's Bruce Wayne. Ian Glenn was Joram Mormont, the Khaleesi guy in... Uh, Friend zone. Yes, Khaleesi <laughs> friend zone guy in uh, yeah. Game of Thrones, who has the right voice for it, most definitely. I mean, yeah. you know, this this is the, he has the voice for doing kind of Batman Bruce Wayne. So the description that they've released is: after decades of fighting as Batman, billionaire Bruce Wayne is just as driven to protect Gotham from evil as he was in his prime. Needing to reconcile his relationship with Dick Grayson, the duo hope to forge a new dynamic as Bruce tries to help his former sidekick and the Titans achieve success. So it sounds like Bruce. Because we saw a little bit of Batman, slight spoilers, but we did see a little bit of Batman at the end of Titans. Yeah. And Batman had sort of gone a bit nuts. And Dick was sort of saying, oh, he's he's very violent and you know, he seems to have gone a little bit off the rails. So I'm assuming this is him pulling himself back a bit and trying to rebuild that relationship with Dick. I'm, I'm wondering if it was Bruce turning up to try and get Dick to become and take over the mantle of the bat and Dick refusing, but changing from Robin to Nightwing because there are two Robins running around at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, it would make sense for them to move him forward into Nightwing because he's already in that phase of his life where he is out on his own and he's a very separate entity from yeah. Batman. And we've already seen him being very unhappy at people saying, oh, it's just, just Robin, where's Batman? I'm wondering as well slightly if they're specifically saying this is Bruce Wayne because it's going to turn out someone else is impersonating he's, or he's is Batman. being Batman. Yeah, that's interesting. Possible. Because that could be a reason to say this is Bruce Wayne, but they're just not saying anything about Batman because it would be lying or spoilery. Well, I mean, that that would be interesting because although, as I say, the press release saying is as decades of fighting Batman, brilliant Bruce Wayne is driven to protect, yeah, all that sort of stuff. I do wonder whether, because the, the more kind of violent Batman that we saw would lean into the comic book Azrael. Um, yeah. So. Because he takes up the mantle of Batman for and he has quite a different view on, yeah, on just. And is is far far more violent. So that would be kind of interesting if they went down that route. Although they'd need to kind of explain that a, a little bit. But yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to be a reveal that Azrael has actually taken up the mantle temporarily, and and Bruce has lost control of him, yeah, or something like that. It's like, it's very difficult to tell off Titans where they're going to go because so far they've just kind of thrown expectations back at us, and sort of <laughs> you, you never quite know what you're going to get with it. I found it could be quite a mixed. I mean, I enjoyed it and I watched it all, but I found it to be quite mixed. 
mixed yeah and unpredictable sometimes in good and sometimes in not so good but i am curious to see that the second series and how they and how they grow it it's interesting because jason todd who we saw in season one is actually been up to a series regular for season two so Mm. um you're going to see more of him we also know that uh slade wilson slash deathstroke is appearing in it played by asai morales is uh playing him who you'll know from various different things uh you've also got his children joseph and rose who are the characters jericho and ravager they're also popping up and we've got superboy this season as well the connor kent version of superboy is popping up so they're expanding the character base quite a lot which is interesting certainly going back to the original story of course i think ian glenn is a is a really really solid choice as uh, bruce wayne i can see him doing a really good job in that as i say he's already got the voice for it so i think that's good i do think they need to find a way to have him fight deathstroke in at least like one scene or something that um, would be it, good. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how exactly if he isn't going to be batman necessarily for the second season and just be bruce wayne it'll be interesting to see like how active he is or if he's just kind of keeping an eye on on uh, robin yeah. or, or whatever but as a batman fan it's been kind of frustrating to not have batman on screen and to basically have him pop up in like well since like the the nolan trilogy he hasn't had his own film he's been in justice league yeah, and yeah. batman v superman so knowing i'll still have to wait till 20 was it 2021 they said the batman's out which is at least two years away and then there's no batman series and then they said he's gonna be in this but not as batman and then we've got the i think his name's david something from gotham he's like a young bruce wayne that hasn't become batman yet so i'm just not getting a, a batman yeah so, yeah um but yeah, I mean, if he suits up, like maybe at the end of the season or in the season finale or something. I, or, I think it would uh, be nice I, I to see know. him. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him suit up in the season finale and maybe fighting alongside Robin and Nightwing would be yeah. a good way to kind of round that you know, that second season off alongside the rest of the Titans as well, obviously. But yeah, it would be nice to see Batman actually get involved. So, I mean, don't know. We'll have to wait and see whether he does actually suit up at some point. Uh, I do hope that we see him in the suit. That would be good. I um, just want to see Batman. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Don't know when that's coming back yet, I don't think. Uh, end but, of the year? Yeah, I think, I, think, it's, yeah. I think it's the end of the year, but I I'm not sure they've announced an exact date for it. So, uh, I'm so guessing yes. we'll get it in January or so again. Yeah, like a, probably. Like a box set thing, we'll so. get it as a box set after it's run out over there, I would think. So, uh, one to look out for. But uh, season one is on Netflix. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. So, that's all the news for this week. Next, we'd usually have an interview. But as it's the 200th episode, we're going to do something slightly different. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the 200th episode, and I thought what we do is test the co-host geek knowledge. Oh dear. Uh, so, <laughs> so, we have a quiz, which I'm referring to as Geek Master 200, which I know sounds like some dubious toy, but uh, uh, it's going to be five rounds of five questions. 
you buzz in to answer by shouting out your name because you both have one syllable name so matt or bex if you shout out your name and get it wrong you lose a point and the opposing child gets a chance to answer for free that's harsh i'm gonna get no points that it is but now i've got no chance to i might end up in minus points now (laughs) (laughs) so we'll have to see each round is is based on a specific top well there's a couple of general kind of tv rounds and then there's three rounds on specific topics so question number one on round one which is on TV shows generally. First question, which actress connects Star Trek Discovery and The Walking Dead? Matt. Go on. Sonequa Martin-Green. Well done. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Question two, which Marvel actor starred in The Night Manager? Oh, Bex. Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's Tom Hiddleston. Yes, Thomas William Hiddleston, apparently, to give him his full name. (laughs) Oh, well, just be fancy then. I've got one question. I'm happy now. I'm going to go make a cup of tea. (laughs) Uh, Which show do these characters come from? Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani, Matt. Matt. The Good Place. Yes. In season one and season four of Red Dwarf, Lister is annoyed by a kitchen appliance. What is its name? Thanks. Go on. Talkie taster. Yes, it is. <laughs> well done. And where is the TV show Breaking Bad set? Tumbleweed. No, it is. <laughs> no one. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, so. Yeah, I should have known that. Yes, you should have done. <laughs> All right. Round number two, Star Wars. So... First question, who was Obi-Wan Kenobi's master? (laughs) My brain's gone blank, that's so embarrassing. Uh, I'm I'm just going to pretend I was having technical difficulties and was actually shouting my name repetitively at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of you. I'm appalled. That's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> Qui Gon Jin. Thank you. Liam Neeson. Okay. Question number two. I think you should both lose a point for that for not answering. Uh, <laughs> um, well, all respect for me is gone in the entire geek community. He's just sabotaged my career now. It's terrible. Question number two. What type of droid is R two D two? Oh no, you what type of droid? I'm appalled at the power of you. I thought these would be easy. No one? No. Alright then. He's an astromech. As in oh like class of droid, yes, yeah, sorry. Oh pretend, yes. <laughs> pretend like you knew the answer now. <laughs> Question number three. How does Lando Calrissian lose the Millennium Falcon to Han Solo? Um Bex. I, I think Bex probably just got that. Go on, Maybe, yeah. go on, Bex. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actual game. It's a card game, though, basically. It is a card game. If Matt can get the actual name of the game, he gets a point I as well. Sh- I can't remember the name of the game, but I know ah, what yes. like, happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bex gets the point there. Uh, it was Sabak was the game, but yes, it was Thank a card you. game. Okay, the last two are incredibly tricky. So uh, given how badly you've done on the easy answers, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> In George Lucas's original draft of Star Wars, Luke Skywalker had a different name. What was it? And I will give you a point for a Christian name and a surname. Bex, I'll take the surname. It's Starkiller. 
Yes. Do you want to take a stab, either of you, at the first name? It is a name you know as well. No, I have no idea. It was Anakin. It was Anakin spelt differently, but it was Anakin Starkiller was the oh. uh, original name of Luke Skywalker. And question number five. What does TIE in TIE Fighter stand for? <laughs> Neither of you. All no. right. Twin ion. Twin... Oh, yeah, no. I wasn't going to guess that right. <laughs> yeah. Twin ion engines, that stood for. All right. So, well, I mean, Brett's got two points in that, but, uh, and he's leading at the moment. But That's still ridiculously embarrassing. Yes. I may not tag myself when this gets tweeted out. <laughs> <laughs> you had better. I will tag you in this if this goes, when this gets tweeted out. God damn it. So, round number three. We're moving on to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. First question. How does Yondu control the Yaka Arrow? Bex. Ah, Vex got there first. Go on. I don't know if I'm the correct names, but the thing on his head that plugs into his brain that lets him whistle. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I was is that just. Close saying, enough? I, I I would have said by whistling. That's fine. It is basically by whistling. Number two. Who directed the 2011 film Thor? <laughs> Neither of I you. I can't remember the famous, it's a, it's... famous British actor, famous Shakespearean Sir British actor, who is also a director. Neither of you. Terrible. Poor Sir Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Uh, question number three: In which MCU movie did Black Widow first appear? Matt, go on. Iron Man two. Yes, well done. Point for Matt. Damn it. <laughs> Question number four. What material is Captain America's shield made from? X. Vibranium, isn't it? Yes, it's vibranium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Question number five. How many Avengers don't have powers? Matt. Go on. Three. Well done. I was going to say two. I'm glad I hesitated. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I would have said two when I first looked at it as well, but it is three. Uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye and Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man's power is being very, very rich, basically. <laughs> That's Marvel. Round four, DC. Question number one. What is Captain Cold's real name? Matt. Go on. Leonard Snart. <laughs> Yes, well done. I knew that. I knew that. He's one of my favourite characters. Question number two. What is the name of Bruce Wayne's father? Matt, Thomas Wayne. Yes, well done. Matt Shaw's level, of course, was played in Batman versus Superman by... Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You're not getting a point for that. that (laughs) You're not getting a point for that. That was too easy. Yeah, I'm guessing it wasn't. Yeah. Where was Wonder Woman born and raised? Oh my god, I know these answers. Come on. Oh, Matt. Go on. Amazon something? No, technically, yes, she is an Amazon. She is an Amazon, but that's not the name that's of the not island. Right. Neither of you. Isn't it, isn't it just, oh, it's called, it's something like Paradise or something. Yeah, it's... it is referred to as Paradise Island, but the real name of it is Themyscira. Oh. Question number four. How many Robins are there in Batman comic continuity? Matt. Oh, goodness. Go on, Matt. Four? No! Is it three? Is it? It's more. Yeah. It's not less, it's more. Go on. Really? More? Wow. Bex, <laughs> do you want a shot at it? It's five or six. Pick an answer. Uh, I'll go with five and then probably be wrong. 
it is five. You're quite right. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, Damian Wayne are yeah. the, the five in comic book continuity at the moment. Question five. What was the name of the first hero called Green Lantern? Matt Hal Jordan? No, unfortunately you're wrong huh? with that. No, he's the most well-known one. But he's yeah. Not, yeah. Um, at any other point in time, I would know the answer to these questions. How now, however? <laughs> <laughs> Your mind has gone blank. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Even more blank than usual. There's just a small unicorn running around in circles going, la, 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 la. <laughs> like that bit in The Simpsons with the, the monkey really on a every bicycle. Day for, every day for you is a small unicorn. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stabby rides again. <laughs> yes. Alan Scott was yeah. the first hero called Green Lantern, although isn't connected to the Green Lantern Corps, but he was the first hero called Green Lantern. So, round five. Back onto general TV shows. Bex is probably going to struggle with this first one because uh, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love all the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones ones. I'll just sit quietly. Karen. Uh, <laughs> whose dire wolf was Shaggy Dog? Matt. Go on. Was that Arya's? No, it was uh, Rickon's. Well, yeah, uh, he loses a, a point. Yes, yes, he loses a point. He's had a couple of wrong answers as well. So Shaggy Dog was Rickon's. Summer belonged to Bran. Yes, Shaggy Dog, dead. Summer is also dead. Uh, Grey Wind, very dead. That belonged to Rob Stark and got sewn to his headless corpse. Um, Lady belonged hey, to... Sa- spoilers. <laughs> uh, Lady belonged to Sansa Stark, although uh, they're also dead, but that does have quite a cute ending because uh, Sophie Turner actually apparently adopted the dog that played Lady. Oh, nice. Ghost, yeah. very much still alive, belongs to Jon Snow. I thought that was one of them still alive, yeah. At uh, least. And Nymeria is also still alive. That is Arya's. Okay. She was forced to run away because Nymeria bit Joffrey, so Arya made her run away. They actually, I'd forgotten this, but uh, season seven, they actually find Nymeria again. She's uh, head of a wolf pack in Westeros. Mm. Uh, to doesn't come back with Arya, but Arya does find her again in there. Which is uh, cool. So, question two. In what series did Don S. Davies play the part of General Hammond? Big series, big sci-fi series. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking I'm embarrassing myself again by being quiet, <laughs> aren't I? Yes, you are. Did you expect the quiz to go this way? Uh, I I expected you to be a bit better than this, in all honesty, Vex. (laughs) I I appreciate your completely misplaced faith in me. (laughs) I can take off the rule of you giving answers, of you shouting your name and giving answers and losing points, if you like, if that's going to convince you to shout something out. No, it's the only way I'm going to win is by if Matt gets some more misanswers. (laughs) It is a uh, a think... um, Oh, my brain is starting to function. Magical water circle okay <laughs> yeah there you go i'm not giving you that because so that was oh my God. stargate sg1 that was i'm not sure i deserve a point at that you're point. not getting a point for that question number three in doctor who what does tardis stand for bex go on time and dimension in space so uh, you need to be more accurate than that uh, time and relative dimension in space it is because i can't spell <laughs> 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 yes, there is an R in TARDIS, Vegas. <laughs> there is, yes. <laughs> Can you tell I've been working far too late? <laughs> yes. Uh, question number four. Henry Cavall is about to play which popular video game character in a new Netflix series? Matt. Go on. 
Geralt of Rivia. Yes, well done, Matt. Straight in there, man. <laughs> and last one. Where was the USS Voyager stranded in Star Trek Voyager? Vex. Go on. Delta Quadrant. Yes, well done. End it on a high. <laughs> So, because Matt got some wrong answers, although I think actually you probably would have won anyway, Bex wins with seven points. Matt, you have three points. Okay. Did you minus one for me forgetting there was an R in TARDIS? No, I, I, yes, I did. I did. Good, I minus you on for... Well-deserved minus point. <laughs> so uh, you are the first Geek Master champion. <laughs> I gave I'm you a little trophy. I'm going to make a plaque for my wall and um, yeah. <laughs> would like to like to thank the Academy. <laughs> I'd like to thank my brain for not showing up. <laughs> this has to be the most embarrassing performance I've ever done at a quiz. And I'd like to thank Matt for kindly letting me have this one because I don't know how I won. <laughs> so yes that was the Geekmaster 200 quiz we will probably do that again at some point maybe maybe on the 250th episode maybe we'll do it then or maybe we'll do it at Christmas well we'll have to yeah, wait I'm going to yeah, be so washing my idea, hair on so. that night yeah, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yes, congratulations to Bex for winning that. Thank you. Now we'll move on to some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week. Uh, As it's Easter, there isn't a huge amount returning, but we have uh, Berlin Station back for its second season on More 4. Unfortunately, that's been cancelled recently, but uh, I think it's got three seasons now. But uh, second season coming to More 4, 18th of April at... Five minutes past ten. That stars Richard Armitage in as a CIA spy in a series set in Berlin, as the name would suggest. I watched a few episodes of it. It's quite good. First season of that is quite good. The Resident back for the third part of its second season because they like to break things up a lot. That's on Universal TV. That's on the 18th of April at 9 p.m. Bosch back for its fifth season. That's on Amazon Prime, and uh, that's on the 19th of April. Uh, that's a show which seems to have a lot of like fans but doesn't get talked about at all but uh, yeah that's that's back for fifth season next to show which Bex will go oh I remember those and Matt will go what's a Moomin uh, <laughs> Moomin Valley there is oh a, my god <laughs> uh, there is a, a Moomin series starting on uh, Sky One that's on the 19th of April at 5.30 I think it's it's going to be on Sky Kids as well I believe it's a series although some people have called it a movie so I'm not entirely sure but um, yeah there's how ret- did I I not know that was happening return of the moomins uh they're obviously they're not done in 2d animation they are done in 3d animation but they're done in really quite beautiful 3d animation they've got a little trailer up on sky one youtube channel but um yeah worth going to have a look at and certainly for nostalgic reasons but it's called moomin valley and that is the return of the moomins which was a classic children's tv show absolutely wonderful show like yeah i'm definitely gonna look that one up yes they've got like an all-star voice cast as well which i think is entirely unnecessary but uh, it's there and lastly timeless the special that ended the season is finally finally coming on to e4 annoyingly it's because it was in two halves they've split it over two weeks as well which seems entirely unnecessary but they've done it so the first bit of of the special is coming on the 23rd of april at 10 p.m and that will be the uh, saving rufus two episode finale uh, first one on the 23rd the next one will be the following week apparently so there'll be a week in between why they've done that i have no idea but uh, at least it's finally airing somewhere 
somewhere over here. So that's Timeless E4, 23rd of April for that. And that's everything for this week. Uh, unless anybody has anything else they'd like to mention, Bex? I do know about geek things, I swear. <laughs> If you want to, yeah. if you, my entire career. If if you want to uh, tweet embarrassing things at, at uh, Bex and shame her for not knowing anything, you know nothing, Bex Trista. You can, you can get her on. You can find me, hopefully, looking slightly less embarrassed than I do right now. I'm glad there's no video feed with this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit here bright red and giggling. But you can find me over at Trista Bites on YouTube, where I go to all the geek events and do loads of interviews of indie comic indie game guys and talk about anime manga and geeky stuff with more authority than i have done in the last hour you can also find trista bites on facebook twitter and instagram and sometimes i put articles up on the geektown.co.uk website as well yes you do and uh, for matt you can find him where entertainmenttalk.org or twitter etalk uk um i got the correct answers for the things i definitely should have known i think <laughs> yes um, and uh, yeah struggled on some other questions but entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk and it is also my birthday on Wednesday. So yes, it is. It should be fun. Happy birthday for Wednesday, Matt. Uh, it will also be on Wednesday when we do the Reviewing Westeros podcast. It will be 10 years since I released my first podcast. So wow. I've been doing this for, for 10 years. Not solidly for 10 years. There was a few gaps in between. <laughs> and we haven't been doing this show for 10 years. But uh, yes, it will be on Wednesday, 10 years since my first podcast with the legendary George Takei, which you can still go and find on the website and in the feeds if you want to go and look at that and see how far hopefully we've improved I guess since I did the first one 10 years ago so um, as well as it being the 200th episode of this show it's been quite a big week really and the return of Game of Thrones which as I said you can find me and Matt doing that on Wednesday over at Entertainment Talk so that is everything for this week if you want more information throughout the week you can find us at geektown.co.uk see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk find lots of cosplay photos that is everything we shall see you next week bye 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 catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 